0: back. We'll be right back. Welcome to the WeGo Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard new intro music from Andy Georgieff, class of 2022. Today, we talk to Lindsay Bruce, class of 2016, lab analyst for SGS North America. Lindsay will share with us how her chemistry classes at WeGo catalyzed her confidence to pursue a career in chemistry of biomedical research. Joining us today is Lindsay Bruce from the class of 2016. Lindsay, what do you do?
1: So I am currently a lab analyst for a third-party pharmaceutical testing lab site in Lincolnshire, Illinois.
0: So Lindsay, can you maybe describe how you came to be a lab scientist. What school did you go to after we go?
1: Sure. So I went to a very small liberal arts school in Jacksonville, Illinois called Illinois College.
0: Now, you also were an athlete there. You were a swimmer. Uh, maybe let's start there. Uh, what was it like being a, uh, a, a, an athlete during college?
1: Sure. Uh, so yes, I swam competitively For four years in college, that was a big dream of mine in high school and was one of my top requirements in a college was a good pool. Um, So being a student athlete is a lot different than being a student athlete in high school. Um, Like every good high school teacher says, um, college is a lot different than high school, Um, whereas your workload isn't as, I would say, heavy as high school where you constantly have homework every day, but uh, dependent on the classes you have, uh, the homework could take longer, shorter, whatnot. Um, I was very fortunate that my school had a specific time blocked off just for student athletes. So every single uh, weekday there was, we had a two-hour block uh, within our schedule where there was no classes um, and it was specifically just for athletes so they could get their practice in and um, allow them to still do their sport while also remain on top of all of their studies.
0: What were some? What was a typical day of training like for you when you were um,
1: swimming? Um, so for swimming, we had a, there were some two a day practices. So we'd have very early morning practice at five thirty in the morning until about seven a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then Monday through Friday our time block was always from 4 to 6 p.m. So we'd always have um, practice from 4 to 6 p.m. on uh, Monday through Friday. And then we'd have the occasional Saturday practice, but most of the time those were um, specific days for meets.
0: Just because there's so many different mindsets with different types of athletes, I was wondering, what do you think is unique to, being an elite swimmer? Like what, what, how would you describe, like, what's the mindset of a swimmer uh, to become great at it?
1: Um, a lot of practice. Uh, I was a great swimmer in high school. I will commend myself for that. Um, I went to state twice um, and I wanted to be as good as I was in high school, but that's not always the case, which it's okay. Um, and I'd like to let Everybody know that it's okay for you to plateau once you get into college. Um, The reason I stuck with it was because I absolutely loved the sport. My coach was amazing. My teammates were even more supportive than anything. Um, But unfortunately, my college career was not as good as my high school career. Um, But the mindset is really just if you want what you want, you have to work hard for it. Um, and not saying that I didn't work hard for it. It's just with swimming in college compared to high school, the difference is in high school, you swim everything. Um, so you can be a freestyler, you can be a stroke, um, swimmer, you can do distance, you can do sprint, you do all of it in high school. Whereas in college, you uh, typically just for swimming, um, you specify what you do. So I was put into the category of distance swimming my freshman year. Um, and unfortunately, that got me injured my first year, and so that took a big turn as to how my college career kind of ended up.
0: Did you ever feel like it, you got back to like your previous strength, or what was the kind of um, you kind know, of like short or long term consequence of that?
1: Um, so I actually had a shoulder injury um, because I put so much stress on my shoulders for being a distance swimmer and I wasn't used to swimming distance constantly. Um, And so I was actually out of the water for six weeks of my freshman year. Um, And as a swimmer, being out of the water for even a day or two will completely offset your whole season. Um, It's really hard to kind of jump back um, just because of how much swimming you have to train for it. Um, And so yeah, the slightest injury, or even illness, putting you out of the water can affect your season.
0: Did you travel some some cool places when you were uh, on the swim team?
1: Um, So our conference was strictly Illinois, except our um, actual conference meet was in Iowa at Grinnell College. Um, We did get to travel to Florida twice. Um, So my sophomore year and my senior year, um, my sophomore year we went to Clearwater, Florida. And we got to train at the, I believe it's the, um, it's a pool where Olympians train. If I'm not mistaken, it's an outdoor pool. Uh, I could, again, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I want to say it, it was a national pool. Um, I just can't remember the name off the top of my head at the moment. Um, and that was really cool. Um, so we got to swim a little bit of long course. So typically our seasons are in short course. Um, and so long course is what you see like for Olympics, um, and the Olympic trials. So it's obviously longer. Um, and then my senior year, we went to, um, Fort Pierce, Florida, um, which was right on the coast. So we got to be at the beach every single day in between practices. Mm, We had two a day practices then as well. Um, but just being at the beach and being able to walk to the beach after practice, um, even after, you know, swimming for four hours out of the, you know, 24 hour day was, uh, it was a great time.
0: How early on did you know that you were going to pursue the, the degree within science? How how did how were you able to kind of narrow your scope for what you wanted to study once you were at uh, school?
1: Um, so I actually learned very early on and I have Miss Hollinger to thank for that because um, she was my chemistry teacher in high school. Um And I don't know if it was just the natural tact that I had for the subject or just the fact that I was, I really just enjoyed it. And I loved learning about chemistry. Um, but that's where my passion for chemistry really started was actually in high school. So I was very fortunate to know prior to even entering college, what I wanted to study. Um, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do until later on in college, um, and
0: so yeah. <laughs> well yeah, I mean that's inter- that's such a that's such a, a benefit to know that you had um, a predisposition and kind of an, an inherent strength in chemistry to know that you know that you had the aptitude to, to get the type of logic and the language of chemistry to kind of um, be successful with it early on. And you enjoyed it, right? Cause I mean, that. Yeah. So there's always that type of satisfaction of math or chemistry where it kind of feels like you're solving a puzzle uh, and you get that type of uh, reward for that. So, um, so uh, did, so with some of your early coursework, did, were, did you, I seem to remember that you were doing some research. I remember you came back after your freshman or sophomore year and we ended up having a really cool conversation out in the hallway about some of the some ethical concerns or ethical um, applications of just it was just kind of like a, a passing science uh, discussion. Um, what were some of the like the the labs or research or internship that you may have done while you were at school?
1: Yeah, so I did research starting the end of my sophomore year of college, and I continued it through my senior year. Um, so that was also a really big reason as to how I figured out, not exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to work within a lab setting. Um, so my research, it's going to be a very long name and I apologize. Um, but (laughs) my research itself was the investigation of nickel phosphine catalyst using a green Suzuki Miara coupling technique. And I know that's a lot, (laughs) Um, but basically the premise of what I was doing, I had a series of six different catalysts um, in my research, and I was trying to see which of the six catalysts would be the long enough lived um, and the best suitable to be used within a pharmaceutically important molecule. And so one of the important things of this research was that nickel um, was being replaced by palladium. And palladium is a very expensive, um, precious metal, and it's a lot more toxic, toxic compared to nickel. Um, and so that, I started that at the end of my sophomore year and between my sophomore and junior year summer. And then I continued that through my junior year. I actually was very honored and blessed to be accepted to present my research at the uh, National American Chemical Society um, presentation that was hosted in Orlando, Florida, my junior year of spring. um, And so I got to physically travel to Orlando. My school um, has a program where we get to basically apply to have somewhere in our alumni association that helps us um, travel to these um, conferences. And so I didn't have to actually pay anything out of pocket to go to Orlando to present my research, but, which was absolutely awesome. It was uh, a great opportunity, not only for myself, but uh, I'm also, I learned very early on in college, I hate public speaking, and it really helped me get over that fear. Um, and I was actually lucky enough to receive a award from the Council of Undergraduate Research that I was one of the top presentations at that conference as well. And then uh, uh, I actually slightly changed my research project my senior year to a different catalyst, basically the exact same um, research, just using a different um, metal, which I also can't remember off the top of my head. But um, and I was going to present my research my senior year at another American Chemical Society National Conference in. um, What was it? Hmm. It would have been, it was a fun place, but then COVID happened. So then I unfortunately didn't get to do that. that. Um, I got to present it via online, but it would have been uh, another great experience that I would have, my college would have also paid for again.
0: The ultimately, the research that you were conducting, the application was going to be specifically what within pharmaceuticals? So I know it was to find a better material to cut down costs, but the actual material itself in the implementation in the pharmaceutical would have accomplished what in the the chemical um, sense?
1: Um, So this catalyst is typically used in um, like leukemia treatments. Uh, And so using nickel compared to palladium, one is more cost effective, but it's less toxic as well. Um so the overall research was to find a catalyst that would be comparable to a palladium catalyst.
0: What were some of the like fun classes that you remember taking uh, at school? I always hear that within chemistry that organic chemistry is usually the kind of the the tap out, you know, to use a mixed martial arts metaphor of like, okay, I can't do chemistry anymore. How did you like you know you 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 felt that you had the aptitude in high school when did you know that like in, in your, your studies at the college level that, that you just, you knew it. When, when did the switch come on to you or come uh, switch on for you while you were there?
1: Um, definitely my first year of college. Um, oh. I was in AP chemistry my senior year. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to um, transfer any of those credits to my college. So I had to retake general chemistry, which was basically the exact same thing as AP chemistry in um, high school. But uh, <laughs> I was always the go-to person if somebody didn't understand anything um, in the general chemistry class. Uh, and so that's kind of how I like learned. I was like, okay, I can actually do this. Uh, you are definitely correct. Organic chemistry is where a lot of people tap out. Um, and again, I can't say that I was the best at that class because I definitely wasn't. Um, I did well overall. Um, and again, people would come to me if they had questions. Even if I didn't know what I was doing, they would still come to me. But um, a lot of my friends that were either, because at my school, biology majors also have to take chemistry. And organic chemistry is one of those requirements. And a lot of them would change their major as soon as they started um, the organic chemistry course because they'd be they like, I can't. <laughs> so uh, that's
0: right said, here. Yeah. You graduate. That must have been tricky, maybe finding a job during the, in the COVID pandemic and all that. Was it easy? I mean, I would imagine that you had such a resume with all the – the research that you did, the, the presentations uh, that you were able to do as well, that must have been a, a, a wonderful feather in your cap uh, as you hit the job market. How did you uh, uh, come to find the company that you're doing research uh, right now?
1: So that's actually a really funny story. Um, so I, we, my school closed down, I want to say, mid-April, um, and we strictly went online from there on out. And so I was basically, as a senior, I was done with school as soon as we closed. (laughs) Um, I want to say it was mid-April. It might have been mid-March, actually. Um, But I I started applying to jobs even before, like, the close-down happened. So I started applying, I want to say, like, that first week of March. And I want to say we did close that second week of March. Um, And... I was actually taking a get ready for out of college course, um, at that time too, which that was very, very useful. Um, it helped me get my LinkedIn profile, um, looking good. My resume updated. I had a full, um, cover page for most employers. Like all of that was done within this class and our career readiness, um, officer at my school was the teacher for it. So, um, we knew everything that we were doing uh, was going to be the perfect thing to be able to send out to um, potential job offers. So I, so I started applying in March. I got, I want to say, a total of five interviews, if that. I applied to at least 250 positions, um, and I have a running list of all of those positions as well. And, um, the first one I was going to accept, but, um, it just wasn't ideal. And it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. Um, the second offer that I got, I had accepted. And that was basically for essentially the same thing I'd be doing now, but in a different industry. So the industry I'm in is health sciences where the industry, this company was, was agriculture. Um, so I accepted that position on a Monday um, Tuesday, my company called me, which I had completely forgot that I even applied to this position. And they're like, do you want an interview? And so being who I am, I asked my mom what I should do. Um, and that was mainly just because I had just accepted a job and I didn't know if it'd be acceptable to even do an interview at that point. But I did the interview four hours later, I got offered the job. Um, And overall, that company, it was a direct hire instead of a contract. And it just had so many more benefits um, to the position itself. And it is a great starting position for me. And so I actually ended up accepting that job and rescinding my previous offer.
0: What do you what's your what's your day like? So you wake up, you get to the lab and what are the things that you're working on?
1: Sure. Um, So I am actually I absolutely love my company. I am blessed that I have a flexible schedule so I can basically come and go as I please as long as I get my work done. Um, So kind of what a daily thing I do is um, we get multiple different tests at my company um, and it's all typically pharmaceutical samples, whether that be an actual pharmaceutical itself or whether that's something that's being added to um, a pharmaceutical sample that needs to prove that it can move on with its testing. So uh, I test anywhere from things to determine if there is different chemicals within the sample, uh, determine how pure the sample is, determine how much acid it takes for it to even work, Um, And so on and so forth. So I'm constantly doing different things every day. It's never the exact same thing, which is what I absolutely love about my job because I could not see myself doing the exact same thing every single day. It would drive me nuts. Um, But it's a lot of learning, which I absolutely love. Um, I'm constantly learning at this position because it's, it's new things every day. So one day it could be just determining what chemicals are within a sample. The next day, it could be determining how quick it freezes. Um, it's a plethora of information, um, and it's just a constant cycle of learning new things.
0: I mean, that's it's so interesting because, like, that was like when my follow-up question was gonna be like, "What is it about the lab environment that you love so much?" Because I remember you said that that was like one of your preconditions of like what you love doing and all of that. Um, and I was like, what is it that is that you love about being in the lab? And I think you answered it pretty well there, which is that you, even though you're in the same physical space, you do have that, as you say, the plethora of all these new riddles and, 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 and quandaries, you know, that you have to kind of solve, uh, every day. So it's like, you're a, you're a detective in what you do so frequently. Would that be a pretty good, um, metaphor to use about like what, what makes it so satisfying?
1: Yes. Um, another thing is I work strictly by myself, which is another big thing to me. So everything I do is on my own. Um, like I can ask my manager, I can ask my coworker questions if I don't necessarily understand anything. But it's everything that I do is physically coming from myself. Um, so it's um, it's kind of very rewarding um, to do all of these tests. And most of the time they do work out. Um, there's very minimal amounts of times where things don't actually pass. Um, and so it's rewarding knowing that all these different companies that send their samples to my company itself are moving on with whatever phase clinical trial they are currently in.
0: Uh, what's, the, what's the kind of technology that you work with?
1: Sure. So I work with a lot of different machines. Um, my favorite at the moment would be um, the atomic mass spectrometer, um, also known as the AA. And um, it basically is a little flame um, and determining on what you're putting into this flame, um, it could be a really pretty like normal orange color. It can also be a very pretty purple color and a pretty blue color, um, which sounds really, really lame. Um, But the test itself determines certain um, extractables that are within solutions. So one of the tests that I physically do is extractable zinc um, and it determines if there's any kind of zinc within my solution.
0: What are some of the, the, the prospects of what might be some breakthroughs in research that you're really excited that you think might happen within the next five, 10 years?
1: Um, One of the big things that we actually did last year was on the COVID vaccine, um, and we've been studying this year on the COVID antibodies. Um, So just itself, seeing the COVID vaccine uh, through Pfizer be FDA approved this past week is absolutely phenomenal. Um, As for the antigens, it's just kind of, we have different departments. I'm obviously in the chemistry department. We have a biologics and a micro um, biologics department as well. Um, So they work with the antigen um, itself, but just to know that even these simple tests can help, not necessarily cure, but um, soften the blow of COVID-19 is absolutely awesome.
0: I think that's the thing that's so fascinating about chemistry is that everything feels like there's a solution to these problems because it's just a matter of finding the right lock and key. Where do you see yourself in five, 10 years?
1: Um, So hopefully right now, um, my job is definitely a learning experience. And again, like I've said, I absolutely love what I do. Um, It is not what I want to do with my life. Um, I would ideally like to work in forensics Um, And I learned that during my research that that's the kind of lab work I want to do, because I can be behind the scenes, but I can also be helping people. Um, So hopefully in five to 10 years from now, I would be within a state police somewhere um, working as a forensic chemist. Um, I also would like to work uh, in the South. So I'd really like to go South, whether that be Florida or the Carolinas.
0: You know, I was wondering, as I kind of conclude the interview here, like what would be some advice that you would give uh, current Wildcats about uh, finding success?
1: Sure. So my biggest advice for all the Wildcats out there is to take your time discovering what you wanted to do. Not everybody is as fortunate as I was where I learned very early on what I wanted to do but no one is rushing you. Um, Not everybody knows exactly what they want to do when they enter college, and that's okay. Um, I think a lot of people are preconceived that they have to know what they're going into as soon as they leave high school, and that's not the case. Um, Don't rush. Um, College is definitely a journey, and you need to take it however it takes you, and you will eventually learn exactly what you want to do, even if it takes you a little longer than most.
0: Lindsay, thank you so much for talking with us today. This has been so interesting. I just love everything that you're working on, uh, and it's just such important work.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Turnbull. It's been great.
0: Thanks for listening. You can follow We Go Places on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just search We Go Vox. That's We V O X, or search on Facebook for We Go Places podcast.